So we've been talking about the first beatitude last week was blessed are those who are poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is yours for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I wanted you to concentrate on the outcome of being poor in spirit for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So I think it really uh, um, is so important that some people say this is the foundational one that you, rather than just kind of skipping around and thinking, wow, which one speaks to me? You know, happy are those, blessed are those that are meek, <clears throat> poor in spirit, search after righteousness. But being poor in spirit is step one, foundational to all the others. And I interpret it just in a couple uh, words, void of pride. Poor in spirit, okay? Not necessarily those who are poor financially, all right? Otherwise, <clears throat> let's see. The second one that we're going to talk about today are is, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. So are we really talking about poor people and those who are bereaved? I don't think so. Uh the Bible promises that those who seek after God will find him. Those who seek after God will find him. It also says elsewhere that Jesus spoke in parables, right? Uh, stories. Why? Why? To confound the proud and give instruction, uh, keys to the kingdom of heaven, to the simple-minded, for those who really want to seek after God. So that's what we find here. To be a true believer, to find the secrets, the kingdom of heaven, is we need to seek. We need to come with an open mind and open heart. So the first two, <clears throat> it's not those who are financially poor, and it's not those who are actually bereaving. So we are going to dive deeper into this. And in a nutshell, I think it's those who are mourning over our Christian worldview. That is God creation. God created the earth, all the goodness in it. There was the fall when sin entered the world and is pervasive in history and in our lives still. And then we look for the hope of redemption. So it is really mourning. Happy, blessed are those who mourn. Mourn over what? I believe the sin of self and the sin of others. <clears throat> it's a very broad and general term. That's the umbrella, but it can include oppression, <clears throat> discrimination, sin of self, bitterness, <clears throat> external hate. So some interpretations <clears throat> definitely believe it's mourning <clears throat> that it is godly sorrow, godly, so godly sorrow over sin, or this word contrition, this word contrition, that it be have godly sorrow over sin. That's definitely demonstrated in uh, the Psalm 51 that will get to a little bit later, versus bereavement. 
<clears throat> Last time I introduced uh, Les Miserables, I think two of you saw the actual play, and I introduced you to Jean Valjean, who was imprisoned <clears throat> five years, a lengthy sentence for stealing a loaf of bread. Um, it was a very abusive um, system back then in this parable <clears throat> of Jean Valjean, and he ended up spending 19 years from trying to escape from those abusive conditions. <clears throat> the story of Lemez picks up when he finally is paroled after 19 years of hard labor. Afterwards, he was labeled as an ex-con, and no one would give him any work or even a place to stay, and he became destitute. So he is one of, one of the main characters in the play Les Miserables. This video clip, these two video clips I'm gonna show next, <clears throat> it picks up when he's released from prison, he's paroled, a, no one gives him any, any work, any place to stay, and a priest instead, instead of reporting him stealing again, gives him undeserved kindness and forgiveness, undeserved kindness. So let's take a look with our themes, blessed are those who are poor, blessed are those who are mourn, the sin of others, and then the godly sorrow of the sin of self. So he uh, was given kindness, and there he summarily stole the silver, silver plates that were worth a fortune because he was destitute. He was summarily caught and brought back to the, the uh, parish. And the priest said, no, that's right. They were a gift. They were a gift. And he gave him uh, the rest of the silver and told him he doesn't have to be arrested. And he continues with his godly sorrow. Blessed are those who mourn they will be comforted. It's a great example of godly sorrow over sin. In this uh, clip, Jean Valjean experiences the sin of the world, mourning anger over the sin of the world and the sin of self as well of the person that he's become. In that last scene, he says, how far have I have fallen in this hour so late? that nothing remains but the cry of my hate. If there is another way to go, I missed it 20 long years ago. My life was a war that could never be won. And they left me for dead just for stealing a mouthful of bread. For I had come to hate this world, this world that hated me. Take an eye for an eye, turn your heart into stone. Instead, this priest offers me my freedom. I feel the shame inside me like a knife. I stare into the void at the whirlpool of my sin. So face to face with mourning reality, where is he going to escape to? Despair or 
like the priest said, he was, his soul was saved for God. Blessed are those who mourn. For comfort comes at the end of mourning. So let's take a look at uh, Psalm 51. Not a Hollywood character, but King David, who uh, equally, dramatically, gives us a window into his mourning over his sin of murder, of cover-up, of infidelity. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, only you, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. <clears throat> so you are right when, in your verdict and justified when you judge Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Yet you desire faithfulness, even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. God, hide your face. From my sins and blot out my all my inequities. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will not turn back to you, so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. You who are my God, <clears throat> my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. My lips, Lord, open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not Take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. <clears throat> o God, you will not despise. I think this sums up very well, illustrates. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You hear that mourning. You hear that broken. God, you don't, you don't want a sacrifice for my sin. You don't want some atonement. But what you appreciate, what you want, is a broken spirit and a contrite heart. I think that's what the apostle uh, King David is showing us here. Illustrated. In such detail. So without mourning, let's think of the opposite of this. So Jesus 
in a very pithy, fortune cookie type of statement, shows us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are those who mourn. And next week, we'll talk about blessed are those who are meek. <clears throat> What's the opposite of this? I often do this rather than saying, this is what we need to gain this. This is what we need to gain the kingdom of heaven. Well, what happens if we don't do it? Okay. So without mourning or contrition, we obviously are in denial of reality of sin or godly sorrow of the reality of sin of self and or of others. <coughs> the guilt and shame, I believe it leads to guilt, internal guilt, shame, and when we don't want to deal with that, it just turns into anxiety somewhere down there. One of the uh, authors of the 12-step program said it's kind of like holding a beach ball underwater. Our sin, our shame, <clears throat> our pain, it's just like holding it a beach ball underwater in a pool, right? You don't see it, right? But look at all this tension that you're you're holding this, all that pain. And the whole idea is that it's going to come out somewhere. This is what it re, uh, results in. I believe it leads to anxiety, compulsiveness, controlling neurotic behaviors to control something. Sometimes that need for control uh, comes out in eating disorders. They say denial is not a river in Egypt. The Nile is not a river in Egypt. <laughs> One of you got that joke. Huh? Two of you, nice. <laughs> oh, I can't see. I can't see all my slide. Um, yeah, the reality of the fall. Uh, these two philosophers, I think they're philosophers. One's a philosopher, Pascal. Blaise Pascal uh, theorized that from a Christian worldview, when we deny the reality of the fall, creation, fall, redemption, or the <clears throat> reality of sin that's described in Genesis, it leads to denial, busyness, occupation, hobbies, wanderlust, wandering, traveling the world, running around, going somewhere. Kind of like the Catch Me If You Can movie. Have you guys ever seen that with Leonardo DiCaprio? Wanderlust, he's just running away at the pain of his parents' divorce. <clears throat> or what drug of choice, what numbing drug of choice have, are we using to cover up that anxiety? Entertainment, gambling. Pascal says we prefer the hunt and chase over the capture of these pursuits, these Pulsive pursuits. He was referring to the fox hunt. You know, da -da 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 -da. you know, people get on horses and this big to do about chasing after. Uh, I think it was a rabbit, right? Well, that, that, that's that's a that's horse racing. They chase after the rabbit, right? <clears throat> but the fox hunt, they're chasing after the fox. 
Or, get this, rescuing other people's problems, right? Or gossip. It's so enticing, such an escape to be involved in the drama of somebody else's problems. It's interesting. I never understood why my, my mom always watched daytime soap operas, right? Why, why do you want to get so involved in somebody else's drama that's fake on TV? Why? Why? During COVID, I understand now that I got involved with Korean dramas, right? You guys all know what I mean. The Amazing Attorney Woo. Have you guys seen that one on Netflix? That was pretty cool. I don't know. We all need stress relief and escape and debriefing and resetting, you know. So it's not that they're evil, but you know what I mean. This compulsive behavior from dealing with reality. Blessed. The blessing, the comfort comes after the mourning. The Bible says, Better to be in a house of mourning than in a house of feasting. Better to be in a house of mourning than a house of feasting. Because feasting, we could just what? Eat, drink, and be merry and just forget about all our problems. That's why we go to Disneyland, right? The happiest place on earth. I heard one sermon on this topic. We go to amusement parks, right? The root word for amusement Musing is thinking. What is A? Ah, it's a negative. To go to a place where you don't have to think about anything. That's an amusement park. Just shut off my brain and escape. The blessing, the comfort comes after the mourning, processing the truth of reality. Dealing with truth, that's what Christians do. We deal with reality, creation. We are all created with God's imprint on us. Every child, every man, every woman. Creation. The the heavens declare the glory of the Lord. We believe in creation. And we believe in the fall of humanity, the reality that everyone is under the penalty of sin. That's not a popular thing to preach nowadays, isn't it? You want to, call, you want to talk to your relatives this Christmas that, hey, did you know? I just want to let you know I love you. I just wanted to let you know you're under the penalty of sin. <laughs> Come on. Let's have a serious discussion. You know what the penalty of sin is? The wages of sin? For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. The last time I checked, no one has really escaped death, except maybe, I don't know, three or four people in the Bible. Elijah, Jesus, and... One or two others. First Corinthians seven ten said, Godly sorrow 
brings repentance, godly sorrow. What's the, what's the purpose of mourning? Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads, the Apostle Paul says, that leads to salvation. There's so much in that little sentence. Godly sorrow that we just saw in Psalm 51 with the King David, that we just saw with Jean Valjean in Les Mis, godly sorrow leads to humility. Godly sorrow leads to a poor spirit, a broken spirit, not prideful, letting God be God, not being so prideful that, oh, I don't believe in God, I don't believe in good and evil, sin, heaven and hell. How do they explain death and dying? (laughs) I, I can't explain it. Outside of Christianity, I can't explain it why we die, why we have a time limit. But the Bible says we're all under the curse of <clears throat> we inherited our race, you know. It'd be nice if we were just another species that didn't have to think about having a soul, but we do. You know, we could just be a butterfly, live for 24 hours and you know, live and die here today and gone tomorrow. But we have a soul. We're much more. We're created just a little below the angels in the image of God. So we have this imprint of heaven on our minds, but we have our lifeblood that we we're not in control of our lives. We are not the master of the universe. We're not the masters of our lives. But godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to comfort. Salvation leads to the kingdom of heaven. Next week, we'll read that. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Ooh, that's a, that's a view to next week. Okay, so this is not all doom and gloom to make us feel guilty. This is the pathway This is the pathway to allow God to live and breathe in us. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Here's a video from livingwaters.com, another testimony, I believe. Godly sorrow works repentance. Let's take a look. This one's about eight minutes. So I I, uh, provided you some Examples, real-life examples of these really deep uh, two Beatitudes that Jesus taught us. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Blessed are those who are mourn, who mourn, for they will be comforted. Jean Valjean in Les Mis, we need to... At the end of the series, I think we all need to sit and watch it together. Who's seen Les Mis? One? Only one of you here, okay? So we need to watch it together. It's a, it's a, it's a great spiritual story. It's a classic. And we talked about King David, godly sorrow. Godly sorrow. 
You could hear in Mario's uh, this seven minutes the whole drama of King David as he was confronted by the prophet Nathan, right? He's probably justifying himself, making stupid excuses why he did what he did. And then, godly sorrow. Like, Mario, why are you crying? Right? Godly sorrow works repentance that leads to salvation. I think it's pretty awesome. Let's pray together. God, you are the author of salvation, the giver of life. God, in humility, we uh, worship you with all of our soul, with all of our mind, with all of our strength. We worship you, God. We ask that you illuminate our minds, encourage our hearts, God. Even the fear of death and dying, God. God, give us that godly perspective that the life that you breathe into these animals and life and birds, we are more than just animals, God. You are, we are your special creations, given a soul that will never die. God, we thank you for that, for redeeming us, that you have promised that every day we are going to be renewed in mind, body, and spirit, and we look forward to that hope. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit for the whole kingdom you're going to give to us. Blessed are those who mourn reality for comfort awaits us. God, we just thank you for the comfort you have given our souls for all the years we have walked with you, the encouragement, the peace and giving us your spirit that is full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. God, all these things we ask and pray. We praise you and all God's people said, amen.